Hello. Welcome back for episode 7 of Small Town Big Takes. This episode is called The Real Season Starts Soon. As you know, NBA Friday is tonight. We were not able to record our typical NBA Thursday, but we are ready to go. It's Friday afternoon. Got a great slate of games coming up. I'm Joe. This is Chase. Welcome back. Yeah, and the reason why we say that the real season starts soon in the NBA is because the games before the All-Star break are kind of like, you know, not really mattering as much as people think they are. Because when you really go down the stretch, that's when games matter. Like, when you look at Charlotte, even Indiana, or Washington, like, those teams, like, you're like, eh, are they really going to make the playoffs? And you can tell by the beginning of the season that they're pretty much out. I mean, even Atlanta now, a lot of people thought they were going to be in. They might not be in. Could be a play-in team. But then when you look at the down the stretch, those are the teams that you kind of knock out. And then it's up to your big-name teams like the Celtics, Nets, Sixers, Heat. Those are the teams that heat up down the stretch for the playoffs. And that's when I think it really matters for teams. Yeah, I would agree. In the beginning of the year, you see a lot of um, guys almost like conditioning, a lot of what they call load management, which upsets a lot of fans. So, for example, like a lot of stars will take nights off. Um, So ones that do it more than others, Joel Embiid used to a lot. He's gotten better. He was heavily criticized in Philly for his load management. He would miss like almost 20 games a year, first couple years of his career, which of course he had a lot of injuries, so you do understand it from his perspective but you know after the all-star break seeding starts to matter a lot more like every game the games just get more meaningful simply and um you know you want to play for a seed and get get a good matchup in the first round of the playoffs and um yeah after the all-star break the nba 100 percent ramps up like i know a lot of people that say they don't even watch regular season basketball because it's really it's hard to predict and there's just so many games not as many as baseball but obviously more than the nfl to where these regular season games just don't – they're not super impactful. Yeah, like when you look at the NFL, each week matters because there's only seven, 18 games, mm-hmm. 18 weeks. So it's like when you're looking at it, you're like, all right, every week matters. Like the NBA has 82 games. They can lose 20, 30 games and still be a championship team. So it's not like in the beginning you lose 15 games first half of the season. You're like, all right, like whatever. Like we can bounce back second half. It's not like the NFL, like you're screwed if you win – if you lose five sometimes yeah like right now look at a team like the clippers Kawhi leonard and paul george they're two best players both over 30 and Kawhi leonard's had some brutal injuries in his past especially recently towards acl so honestly we probably won't even see full Kawhi until the last 10 games of the year so you watch the clippers now they're not the team they're going to be in three months just yeah, no. So it, that makes no. the NBA also hard to predict, to be honest. Because, but then again, you do see teams that do this. Like, I, the Clippers' chemistry is not going to be as good as the Celtics' chemistry come playoff time. Oh no! Because Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, those guys are playing together. They're they almost play every game. They're very young. They've been playing together for a good bit now. Like their core is just young. They play every game. Play hard. Whereas a team like the Nets a couple years ago, Kyrie. Harden and Durant hardly played any games together. I think they played, like, it was not like, even 20 games no, together. I think it was 13 games. Yeah, and, you know, they got to the playoffs, and nobody's going to question their talent, but the chemistry just wasn't there. No, that's why they didn't win. Yeah, so so speaking of uh, some guys we were just mentioning, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo's averaging 31 
8.7 points, almost 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. Joel Embiid's averaging near an impressive 34 points per game with about 10 boards, 4 assists. Durant, about 30 points a game, 7 rebounds, 5.5 assists, and Tatum, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. So all four of these guys are having insane years. Oh, yeah. But who's going to not be a starter? Yeah. So one of these guys cannot start for the Eastern Conference team. Chase, who do you think it's going to be if you got to start? I mean, obviously, in most years, all four of these guys would be starters. All four of them would be starters. Granted, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. So I do think when it comes like down to the final selections, I think they'll put him. I think they'll sit Giannis. Hmm. Reason, Tatum is becoming a star. And B, you can't sit a guy who's going to be averaging 34 points per game. And at the rate he's been, he's just been going up too. I wouldn't be surprised if he's no. averaging he 35 could, come February 18th. He could average 35 points per game this season. Yeah. Easily. I mean, through December, he's averaging almost 40. Yeah, like the offense runs through him. And even when you have Maxie and Harden back, they know the offense runs through him. They'll get their own, but they'll let Embiid like, do his show. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the reason why I have Embiid over Giannis and Tatum over Giannis. I, I think Tatum's just having a better season than Giannis right now. I don't see the impact Giannis has had than Tatum has had. I so agree. I do like Tatum over Giannis. And again, Durant's a household name, mm-hmm. so I think we'll start. And the thing, yeah, to knock Giannis a little bit too, obviously sensational player, undisputedly one of the best in the league. But I would like to see... And I'm not going to question his work ethic because look at it. All you need to do is look at a picture of Giannis when he got drafted and pull up a picture of him now. Put him side by side. No one can question his work ethic. But I'm a little disappointed in his free throw and three point percentage. You would ex- you'd expect by now they should have gone up by now, and it's still a huge hole in his game. That oh, yeah. the Bucks, you see it time and time again, comes down to the end of the game. Giannis at the line. He's going one for two, and they lose a lot of games down the stretch because Giannis isn't finishing his free throws. No, yeah, and you look at a bunch of players, they improve. Free, like, free throws is not hard to improve. I don't care if you're the worst shooter. You can spend one hour a day just shooting free throws. You could put up easily 200-plus shots. Yep. Why, why can't you do that a day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're free throws. And it's definitely probably the biggest weakness on the Bucks team is their floor spacing and – Closing games because of Giannis's inability to consistently shoot the ball from the arc and from the from the stripe. Yeah, he's getting paid all this money, so why would it? He just make some free throws. That's 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 all we're asking, Giannis. Now let's switch it into a little uh, different segment. A would you rather Trey Young edition? Trey, you know, hasn't had the best time in Atlanta this season. Could be looking for a trade next offseason or even this upcoming um, trade deadline, which would be very interesting and could shake up the league. Now, would you rather Trey Young or Luka Doncic? I would probably, I'm going to have to take Luka Doncic. Um, He's a year younger than Trey. Luka's 23, Trey's 24, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's a year younger, and I just think you're getting a higher ceiling with Luka. Trey's proven to be a very consistent player, um, you know, with being a 30-10 and 10 guy, pretty much. Just about. Trey's not a 30-10 and 10 guy. What's he Right now he's averaging, what, 28? 27. 
27.8. It's still not. Last 30. year he was averaging 29.8. Yeah, but Luca's splits are like 30. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm taking Luca. Yeah. And Trey Young, I think it's. They've both gone to a conference final. Um, they both kind of had to carry the load on their teams. But yeah, Luca. I don't know. I think Trey Young might play longer, have a longer career, although he is a small body. But Luca, the only knock on Luca that I've been able to find in him is how he kind of he doesn't take care of his body the best like he'll get tired at the end of games likes to put down a couple beers here and there so <laughs> yeah you know he got criticized this one this is uh i don't know what he was doing here but there was a picture that surfaced last year during the playoffs it was like 12 a.m or 12 p.m in the afternoon luca is like sitting at lunch with a beer and he had like I a playoff that. game later that yeah. night stuff like that worries me you know building a franchise around somebody just Putting a couple cold ones down midday before a playoff game. But, yeah, but he he'll still go out there and drop thirty five. So yeah, it's like, you know he's got a, that's that's like the Jordan Gene. Yeah, the work hard, play hard, but now John Morant. That's a tough one for me because I love John Morant. I'm um, taking Jaw. Yeah, over Trey. No hesitation. Over Trey. No, no hesitation. Really? Well, Jaw's jump is better than Trey. Trey's Trey's ugh. Trey is digressing right now. He's gone down. Yeah, but in every season that Jaw's been in the NBA, he's missed 20 or more games. 20 or more. Yeah. So I see a little bit of D, like a young D Rose in Jaw. Yeah, but Jaw's always been like Jaw's been healthy in the playoffs. So it's yeah, like I mean, there he hasn't had like a he hasn't had like an ACL tear or anything. No, like it's that. just like it's an like ankle he, yeah, he rolls his ankle and his play style. I mean, the way he plays, he's box office. Like he's hyper explosive. Oh yeah. You know, goes for those crazy poster dunks. So plays hard too. Um, yeah, I would. I think this is a toss up. To be honest, I think Trey's a little bit of a better playmaker. He's obviously a better shooter. Jaw's a better finisher inside. Gets more rebounds. More I think Jaw's a better playmaker. Better playmaker than Trey. Yeah, I got Trey all day. Playmaker. I think I have a better playmaker than Jaw. I think he sets up his team better. <sighs> I don't know. Trey throwing those lobs to John Collins. Yeah, but that's barely. Yeah, but that's easy. Ah, Trey. Ja has, There's a reason Trey averages ten assists. Ja has ten assists, right? He's averaging uh, ten. I don't Maybe. know if he's quite at ten. He pulled up, pulled up. I'll pull it up. Yeah, you know, I love ja coming out of Murray State. I thought he was going to be a demon. I- I'll never forget. I was watching uh, Murray State play Marquette. Ja opened up the game. I think it was the second round of the tournament. So, yeah, and he he just opens up the game five for five from three. Just he's a- he's averaging eight assists. Eight assists. Right now. That's yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, but he is, you know, he's a starting point guard. You expect that from your... Well, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. No, that's great. Um, yeah, I like Ja. I like Trey. Both young. I would probably go Ja Morant, um, you know, but it's apples to apples there, I think. I would have to agree. So, Chase, how about Trey Young or Devin Booker? You know I hate Devin Booker. Yeah. I'm taking Trey Young any day of the week. Yeah. Like, um, Booker's got... Booker's got a good shot, and he's he's not Booker's Trey not a playmaker. Shoot. Trey could shoot too, though. Oh yeah, but yeah. Booker's not a playmaker. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't look at Devin Booker and I go, okay, he's going to impact his entire team, and he's going to set up everyone else. Yeah, Devin Booker's more like a me guy. Mm-hmm. Like even like he acts tough. He acts like he's like the best player in the league, but he's not. So that is also a knock on him, which is why I don't like him. But I would rather have Trey than Booker. I just I think his play style is better than Devin Booker. 
Yeah, um, and also we we knocked Trey Young for his defense. And I'm not calling Devin Booker a better defender, but Booker's not like it's not like he's a great defender making up for what Trey Young is, and like they're both just pretty bad defenders. It's not like Booker's sticking anybody. No, so he's a, he he can't like lock someone down. No, yeah, yeah. I would I would call Booker like kind of like a Walmart Kobe Bryant almost. Uh, yeah, like that type. He kind of like he's basically like Kobe, but worse at everything and soft. Oh, he's so soft. Like, if, but if you like watch their tape next to each other, they're similar. Yeah, in the way they score, stuff like that. But yeah, I'd, I'd go Trey Young over D Book. Yeah, what about Anthony Edwards? I'm taking Anthony Edwards over Trey Young. I think Anthony Edwards even has this a, even this season he's having a down year. He's having a down year. I do think he's going to turn it on. Come also, I also I don't like the team around Anthony Edwards. They didn't. They got the twin towers going right now with Towns and Gobert. I think you need to surround Anthony Edwards with shooters. Shooters, yeah, because yeah, he, he's a he's a slasher. I he mean, is. He, he can yeah, shoot. He's a shooting slasher. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a great player. Like, there's not many people I would give up for. Anthony. Like, I think Anthony Edwards is probably one of the most untouchable pieces in the league. Oh, I wouldn't trade him. It, yeah, I don't even think he's is he what is he 21 now? He came into the league at 19. He's 22. At a 22 now. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is crazy. Um. What he was able to do with Timberwolves last year in that planned tournament. You know, of course, there's the clip of Patrick Beverly taking his shirt off, freaking out. But Anthony Edwards is the reason that the Timberwolves won that playing game and okay. made it into the playoffs. Anthony Edwards was in a world of his own down the stretch last year. And that's what I look for. When a young guy steps up on when the stage is brightest, and you stat, that doesn't still show up in the stat sheet. But that You, you want to know an interesting stat? Hit me. Anthony Ed- Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert have run 125 pick and rolls. How many times has Ant passed the ball to Gobert? Just give me a crap shoot guess. 125, you said? 125 pick and rolls. Go 70. Four. Four? He's passed the ball to Gobert 3.2%. You know who's the problem? Gobert. He was the problem in Utah. He was the pro- He's the problem in Minnesota right now. Gobert... Is not an offensive player. No. He can't play offense. Gobert plays fifty percent of all games because he is doing nothing on offense. He's literally doing like we went to the Sixers Minnesota game. He literally did nothing. He no. just sat in the paint and then beat stands. scored on. Yeah, him. You're, maybe he'll catch a lob or two. But when you go on any sports book, go and do player props and assists. Look at Rudy Gobert. His is going to be set at point five every game, meaning that Vegas is saying it's a toss up. He's either getting no assists or maybe he'll get one. Yeah, that's how much of a non-factor is. He literally can't even get an assist on offense. No, and usually he used to be like a ten and ten guy, like most of the time. He doesn't even get ten and ten. Isn't he averaging like eight and eleven this year? Or yeah, something? it's like something ridiculous. Let me look it up. Great shot blocker, but he's even been. Ex- I'm just not a Rudy Gobert fan at all. I don't think that his style of play fits the modern NBA at all. And now he's even been exposed as a defender too, because people will just create a mismatch, put a guard on him. Clear out, ISO, and he gets cooked every time. He's averaging 13 and 12 boards. Yeah. Well, this is because Cat's out now, so he's he's yeah. been picking up the load mm-hmm. the past, like, 15 games, so that boosted him up. Yeah, yeah. That trade, Chase, I think is going to go down as one of the worst over the last 5, 10 what years. Is, Utah got, like, three, three or four first-rounders. I think, I'm pretty sure they got four first. Four f- they got um, Vanderbilt. Th- yeah, they got Beasley. Yeah. He's got Beasley can score twenty a game. Beasley's like sneaky good. All he had to do was be on a better team. Yeah, I think they got a uh, 
he never blossomed, but Jarrett Culver too. Yeah. He's, he showed some potential as rookie year, never really put it together, but he's still a talented player who's young. Yeah. He's, I mean, I would compare him to a guy like Nazir Little, kind of came into the league with some disciplinary problems at a UNC. A lot of people called him a bust, wrote him off, but uh, this year he's been a real impact player in that Trailblazers rotation. Yeah, on the bench. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you got to be patient with these guys. You know, you draft a kid at 19 years old. Give him a couple years. You know, every, it's so fast-paced. There's so much money involved that – you don't really get much time. It's not like baseball where you could be sitting in a team's farm for, you know, five, six years. Yeah, you're just right in the league. Yeah, you're in the league, and it's either you can play or you can't, and they move. They move off you quick. Yeah. So. All right, now Tyrese Hallenburn. Now, or Trey Young. Yeah. I think this is a hot take. I'm sure most people wouldn't agree with this, but if I could push a button right now, I bring one of them over to my team to build around, I'm taking Tyrese Hallenburton. He's the son of a ref. He knows the game like nobody else. He's a team-first guy, and he's been exploding on offense this year. He has yeah. a couple 40-point games. He's lights out from three, and he's probably – Trey Young's a great playmaker, but Holland Burton's probably top five, top ten playmaker in the league. He, he's he's averaging like 12, 13 assists. Yeah, he's leading the NBA. In assists. It's so. almost 14. He's, he was at 14 at one point, and – I thought you were going to go Trey Young, so I, I'm leaning Halliburton as really? well. Yeah, I just think he's a better playmaker. He's 21 or 22, mm-hmm. and he can still. He was at Sacramento, and then he gets put on an Indiana Pacers team, and, and he, he was heartbroken. But I listened to a good bit of Tyrese Halliburton. I'm a big fan of the uh, JJ Redick podcast, and he's probably their favorite guest. He's been on there I've, near 10 times, and he talks about that trade. He was devastated when they moved off, but he's such a pro. He was like, listen. Understand it's a business. It's not going to stop me from balling. Yeah. Great attitude. Great guy. Huge Tyrese Holland. And we know guy. who won that trade. The Pacers. Pacers. Pacers are having a great year. You know they, they were. I think their over under on wins was like less than forty this year, and they're above five hundred right now, led by Tyrese Holland Burton. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that pick. Now Lamelo Ball. I'm going Trey Young here. I think he's just more of a complete player right now. Lamelo's got freak talent coming out of his ears. But I'm going to go with the guy who's proved it, Trey Young. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think Lamelo Ball is going to. And I, I know you love you some Lamelo Ball, but I know, I know, I do, I do love Lamelo, but I don't think Lamelo is ever going to average above 26 points per game. I just don't think he's like going to be a high scoring type kind of player. I think he'll be like a a poor man's Luka Doncic. Okay. So he'll get you like, pro- I would say he'll average in his probably highest career. Splits like twenty five, nine, and ten, almost a triple double, or even whole average a triple double. But I think he's a poor man's Luca. Fair enough. Fair enough. I agree. Um, Chase, how about Trey Young or Shea Gilchrist Alexander? Give me Shea. Give me Shea any day of the week. He is exploding this year, and I think OKC. Fleece. I was about to say. I'm so glad you said that. Okay, yeah. And when I saw that Trey go down, because I remember when Shea was on the Clippers, he was averaging like 19 a a game. Yeah. And is like. He's one of those guys. Yeah. And And I was just like, why would they move off him? Yep. Completely agree. Like. Yeah, you know, the Clippers got Paul George for. They gave up four first round picks to the Thunder. Danilo Gallinari, whatever. Nice little role player. But the main hit, Shea Giltress Alexander. And today he's averaging 31.4 points a game with about five rebounds and six assists, carrying this Thunder team. Um, 
they weren't expected to do anything this year. They're only five games under five hundred. And it's if you watch one of their games, it's the Shea Gilchrist Alexander show. Yeah. He's carrying that team. It's his fourth year now out of Kentucky, and he's taking the league by storm. He's, he's a gamer. He's averaging more than Paul George. Yep. Oh, for like, sure. It's, it's like, yeah. why would you trade for him? Mm-hmm. If you're giving up a guy who's going to be insanely better at a younger age. Yep. Like, you want to win a championship, you have a better chance to win a chip with Shea on that team over Paul George. I agree. Chase, do you remember um, when the Clipper? it was the Durant Warriors, it might have been the second of last year they were together or the last year um and the clippers stole two games off them yeah they did shea gilchrist alexander was going crazy and they made it like everybody thought you know warriors sweep how could it was one of the best teams ever yeah and it was like it was who was it beverly yeah beverly Zubot, it was yeah. a young zubach montrezaria montrez harrell montrez won six men of the year doc was still there right believe so it was like doc's yeah. last year i'm pretty yep yep and Gilchrist Alexander just also Rivers was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a bunch of bombs. I think they might have had Shamit at the time. They they didn't have Tobias Harris. No, they, they traded. Had, I think they had yeah. So they, they had, had Shamit. Landry Shamit too. Yeah, they had a bunch of young scrubs. Yeah, pretty much. And they snuck into the playoffs, steal two games off the Warriors. And I'm watching. I watched. I remember watching those games. I was like, Gilchrist Alexander is yeah. the only reason these games are tight. He stole yeah. two really. Yeah, he he did. I mean, who who was Patrick Beverly ever scored? Oh yeah, all he did was get the rant ejected yeah. with his antics. Exactly, that's all but, he was known for. Yeah, Shea Shea's fun to watch. Yeah. Now I would say your boy, your yeah. favorite player in the league, Damian Lillard or Trey Young. If it's right now, finish out this season. Give me Dame, but just based off age alone, I'd have to go Trey. If it was like take one moving forward. Um, but yeah, no, nah, you hit it this season. This season, give me Dame. Yeah. Dame's my guy. Ice water in his veins. Can't count him out of any game. For anybody that's had the privilege to watch Dame time in action, he when he gets hot, I can't even explain it. I don't know a logical explanation for how to explain it because when he's in a rhythm, it happens every so often. And the beauty of it is it happens typically when it's like a game seven or a playoff oh, game yeah. or a must-win game, fourth quarter. Dame just gets in a rhythm that just could make somebody fall in love with basketball. He's he's the definition of clutch. Yeah. Oh my god. He is he has no conscious. No. He just he will just shoot. Doesn't matter if it's a good shot or a bad shot. He just he's a basketball player. He is. He won't miss too. Like you you look at him, he'll pull up fourth quarter, thir- three minutes left, down like eight. He'll just pull up from the logo and make it and you're like, All right, they're back in the game now. Yep. Like it's, I, he's a great player, and I, I think, if he's an all star for a couple more years, keeps up his points per game, he could be a Hall of Famer. I agree. Yeah, he's been doing it for a while now, and yeah. you got to respect his loyalty, especially oh, yeah. in this NBA where people just leave the second stuff isn't so sweet anymore. Dame, he's like, and I'm gonna quote him here: "Ten toes down in Portland." I, and team, I wish like we got championship him. contenders. Yeah, Sixers were in the sweepstakes; they wanted him bad, you know, but. Dame's committed. Want to stay? Yeah. Now Bradley Beal. This is a tough one. Beal, I think we're starting to see him decline. You know, he's normally been a thirty-point per game guy. This year, I think he's averaging about twenty-four, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I think Beal's better days are unfortunately behind him. Still a great scorer. You know, great basketball player, good guy. But I'll probably take Trey here. Yeah, I'll take Trey Young too. Especially this season, I'm watching Bradley Beal. Whenever you like watch him you would be like oh like he's great score i'm scared to play him as an opposing team and now i'm just like oh it's bradley beal i'm more scared of Kristaps porzingis than bradley beal 
So that's where my feelings are with Bradley Beal right mm-hmm. now. I don't think he's that type of guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he, he lost a quick because I know he got a little hurt last year, but I'm pretty sure he was still averaging like 30 a game last yeah, he year. Was, he, was, his, he was still up there, like 29-30, yeah. and I was just like, he's still gross. Mm-hmm. He should have he left uh, with the Wizards when he had a chance, yeah. I think. When I Wall got out of there and he was still young and a, a stud, he kind of wasted his whole career there. They were never really competitive. Yeah, he, I mean, he did get $50 million a year, so, or yeah, whatever that I mean, is. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he's not going to bed losing sleep. But no. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. And then how about Trey Young or our guy, Anthony Simons? Right now, I'll take Trey Young. But future, I'll take Simons. I you, think Simons. So you don't think been... Simons has hit his ceiling yet? No. Not even close. Well, last year was like his kind of breakout year because the year before that, he was just off the bench. Yeah, his rookie year, he, he only averaged like less than five points a game, hardly yeah. played. And then as soon as Dame went out, he started averaging 20 points per game. And I was just like, mm-hmm. who is this kid? And then this year, still averaging over 20 points per game with Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard knows how good he is because he's like, you got your contract. Now go prove it. He's like, when I'm, when I'm on the floor, even when I'm off, you score. Yeah. I mean, Simons is another guy. I think he's kind of taken on that Dame mentality. And the reason I say that is I remember – about two and a half years ago, I was watching the Sixers. Um, they were playing Portland, and I don't think Dame was playing. C.J. McCollum might not even be playing, and the Sixers kind of had the lead all game. And again, this is just a random regular season game that I just happened to be watching back in the day. And Simons takes over in the fourth quarter, really pulls. I I'd honestly, honestly, at that point, never even heard of his name. Pulls together a great comeback, and then he ends up hitting a game-winning three in the corner. And, um, you know, he was a young guy at the time, like really didn't have much of a name for himself. But he hits that three, and there's just no reaction on his face. It was like like he was yeah. going to go on to do that 100 more times, and I was like, all right, this kid's a baller. Yeah. No, I agree. I do like him. Long term, I would take Simons. Right now, I'm taking Trey Young. Fair. I think I, I, I'd go in the same direction. Simons is a lockup defender, too. So Yeah, he's a great defender. All right, Jay. So now um, our guy, Tyrese Maxey, he comes back today for the Sixers. Um, they've been rolling without him. So obviously Tyrese Maxey's a stud. One of our uh, bright spots in the Sixers franchise right now. Do you think he should come off the bench uh, right now? You know, they say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Sixers are playing great basketball. Or is it, you know, it's Tyrese Max. You start him. What do you think? I think he should come off the bench. I think you keep DeAnthony Melton starting. Having Tyrese Max come off the bench, get him acclimated in like five games. Get his conditioning back, just his touch back, just to get confidence back. I would have him off the bench and then five, six games after he's been back, start him again because he's a 23-point-per-game scorer, so you, you can't take that out of your starting lineup. But just to get him comfortable back in the game, I say you start him off the bench. Yeah, I, I like that take a lot. Um, I don't think I'll be complaining either way. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing Maxi play again. One thing I do hope, though, is Doc Rivers right now is kind of pulling a Thibodeau. Um, he's playing our players a lot. Like Harden has been playing almost 40 minutes a game. Yeah. And, you know, Harden's 32 and a half. He's had hamstring problems the last couple of years. So that scares me, um, you know, when we're not even at our halfway point in the season yet. So yeah. I want to see Maxi relieve some of those minutes for Harden because, you know, durability is always. Well, now you have Maxi and Melton who can run the. Yeah, point. I'm looking but, forward to their two-man game now that Melton, the way he's been developing, too. Yeah, Melton's very good. Mm-hmm. I, that was a great trade. He's a great on-ball defender. 
he gets like two, almost two steals a game, which is very good for yep. someone uh, off the Sixers bench. And Big increase in his three-point percentage, too. He's been spot-up killer. Yeah, he's like a 15-point-per-game scorer now, yep. which is huge for the Sixers team. The Sixers really haven't had like a a true formidable sixth man yeah. in the in the Embiid era, really. Well, now you got Shake 10.6 points per game. Like, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. And George's Niang. You know. Yeah, he gets you like three threes a game. Yeah. You know, I'll sometimes take. he'll pop for like 21. Yeah. Against, he great owns energy, the Bucks. Great guy. He owns them. He scores like 25 against the Bucks every time. I'm like, I love it. Who is George? Like, I love the minivan. The Milwaukee killer. Yeah. But let's switch into a would you rather Tyrese Maxey or Chris Middleton? I'm going with Maxey. Uh, Middleton. Very banged up right now. Obviously an older guy. Um, you know, he's been in the league almost 10 years now. Might might be his 10th season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Maxi. I think Middleton's best days are probably slightly behind him, or he's, you know, coming out of his prime a little bit. And I think Maxi hasn't even reached his, his full, truest potential yet. So I always Maxie. thought Chris Middleton was overrated. Really? I, I never understood the hype behind him. He was like mm-hmm. a 19-point-per-game scorer, and that was it. I was like, okay. He did, you know, he started scoring more when when the Bucks really got good, like these past since really 2018, made a couple playoff runs. I think he got his points per game a little bit more, like maybe 23, 24. Yeah, but still, he was not nothing like, oh my god. Like honestly, would you even call him the second best player on the Bucks right now? I might take Drew Holiday. I'm taking Drew. Yeah, I agree. I like Drew over Middleton. I think Drew's a better on-ball defender. He's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll take Drew. That yeah, I don't think the Bucks win a championship without that move where they traded Eric Bledsoe for. Where's Bledsoe now? Bled who? I don't know. Yeah, like he. I really don't know where he is. Yeah, he. You know, he was a nice little point guard for the Bucks for a lot of years there with Middleton and Giannis, but they moved off and brought in Holiday. And, you know, they won a championship. So. Yeah, I couldn't tell you where he is now. All right, Chase. How about uh, Tyrese Maxey or C.J. McCollum? I'll take Maxey. McCollum. McCollum's gone downhill, but McCollum with Portland was a bucket. Like, mm-hmm. you wanted a bucket down the stretch. Like, you went to C.J. McCollum. Yeah. But right now, go Maxie. How about you? What do you think about this? I think right now, pretty similar. I think McCollum averages about 22, 23 a game. Uh, might be a slightly better shooter right now, but I don't even know. Might not even be able to say that because Maxie, he's lights out. He shoots over 40% from three now. 42 42.3, yeah. to be exact. Yeah, and, you know, his rookie year, he only shot 30%. Three, yeah. So to see a 10 percentage increase. For anyone to shoot over 35% from threes is insane. Yeah. 40, that's almost, you're making half your three-pointers. That's yeah. better than, almost better than Curry. If you could consistently shoot 40% from three in the NBA, you will have a job for over 10 years. And you'll be one of the best three-point shooters of all time. Yeah. Over 40%, I mean... Guys just need to shoot 30% to be decent. You shoot 40, you're very good at shooting threes. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, I'd probably go with Maxi right now, too, over uh, CJ Chase. How about uh, De'Aaron Fox out in Sacramento or Tyrese Maxi? I'm taking Tyrese Maxi. Okay. I, I like Maxi more than De'Aaron Fox just because De'Aaron Fox has been in the league like two more years, more mm-hmm. than Maxi. And this is finally his years that he's shown out. The first, like, four years, I was just like, he's okay. Like, he's nothing special. Maxine is third year showing that he can score 23 points per game and even probably more. So I I, I do like De'Aaron Fox to have a better season this year. Mm-hmm. 
But in the long term, I'll take Tyrese Maxey, and I might even take him this year, depending on how he plays the rest of the season. Yeah, and again, De'Aaron Fox is one of those guys who has a little bit of a shooting problem too. Yeah. You know, he's good enough to where you can't give him Ben Simmons treatment, but he's no sharpshooter. I think he's probably right around 30, 30% from three. So, yeah, um, I love Fox. That's a tough one for me. I mean, I'll probably go Fox. Yeah. But it's I'm I'm very happy with Tyrese Max. Yeah. I don't know. I can I can see either way just because I was I was thinking the same thing. I just I like Maxie's uh potential more. So how about a guy that um Sacramento moved off for Darren Fox, Tyrese Hollenburton or Tyrese Maxie? I'm going Maxie. Hollenburton's more of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. He has you more assists. Maxie's a better scorer. And I think he's – the way I look at Tyrese Maxie, he like kind of electrifies an offense. Mm-hmm. The way he plays, how athletic he is, the way he can – he can run down the floor in two seconds yeah, I, and get yeah, a layup. I was about to say De'Aaron Fox is crazy fast, one of the fastest players in the league. Maxie's right up there with him. Max, I, Maxie might be faster than him, almost. Like I remember we were – it was against the Miami Heat last year. He ran the floor in two seconds to get a layup to tie the game. I was just like, "That's crazy!" What? I was like, yeah. two seconds." So I I like his athletic ability, his ability to get down the floor, the way he shoots. He's a way better. Halliburton can't shoot really. Halliburton's not really a big shooter. I th- I'm pretty. I think you might be mistaken. I think he's shooting forty percent this year. From Is three. he? Sh- yeah, from three. Yeah, 40. he just had ten threes in one game. Really? Yeah. Because before he was terrible, he he put work in. Okay, okay, you got like, me there. Yeah, no. Okay. On, I'll, in your defense, on Sacramento, like he was, that was terrible. That was part of the reason they mo- moved. Yeah, off like him. he couldn't shoot for. But I think he hurt him, and this year he's shooting over forty percent. Yeah, okay. His mid range is okay. It's just like his shot form too is like weirds me out. So I don't think he's a, a very slow, very slow shot. Yeah, but I do like Maxi over Halliburton. Fair take. Fair take. What about Maxi or? Cleveland's Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt. That's a tough one for me. I don't know how I feel about Darius Garland. I feel like he's a lot of show, not a lot of do. Mm-hmm. Like you see him, like he pulls off all this dribbling, all this like kind of playmaking, but yeah. I, it just doesn't show for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Don, it's the Donovan Mitchell show. Yeah, I mean they brought Mitchell in for a reason. Yeah, like if they had faith in like Garland to be the best guard on Cleveland. They want to trade for Mitchell. Yeah, I, I think Mitchell's better than Garland, too. So. Oh, by so much. Yeah. Mitchell's so, so much better. I mean, Darius Garland's only averaging 21 points per game, two and a half rebounds, and eight assists. Yeah. And that's about where he was last year, too. I think last year he was actually scoring a little more. And granted, they brought in Mitchell. But but he's 22. He shouldn't be taking a recession. But and you have Embiid, who's averaging almost 34. Mm-hmm. But Maxi can put up 23. Yeah. So it's like... Maxie's so efficient. It's just the efficiency that's so much better. Yeah, I'm taking Maxie over Garland. He's a better shooter. Maxie. Yeah, and Garland's no slouch again, but... No, it's not, but Maxie just can shoot better. Yeah. Now, would you rather Maxie or Jamal Murray? I'm going to take Maxie over the bubble sensation. <laughs> Jamal Murray, um, he's explosive, but... Now he tore his ACL, and he had a real rough um, recovery. Yeah, you know, a lot of times wasn't it couple- two years? Yeah, almost? yeah. yeah so something went wrong there. Um, he still is not at a hundred percent, which is very concerning for Nuggets and Denver fans. 
Um, you know, sometimes you see a guy come off an ACL and, you know, they're playing again in 10, 10, 11 months, 12. Yeah. So to take two years for that injury, not good. Um, I don't know the exact details of what went wrong with it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take Maxi over Jamal Murray. Maxi, you know, he's never really had a major injury. And um, a little younger, too. So I'm, I'm taking Maxi here. Yeah, I do like Maxi just because he was a bubble sensation towards ACL. And I, he's not the same player that he was. You don't see the same Jamal Murray. So I'm going Tyrese Maxi. And what about the sharpshooter Desmond Bain? I love Desmond Bain. Um, this is a really tough one for me because he's a great defender too. I think they're like they're very similar. They are. I think Desmond Bain's a bigger body. Maxie's yeah. maybe a slightly better inside scorer. Yeah. Um, that's tough for our team as, as for the Sixers. I would I'm, take I'm, Desmond Bain. I'm going Desmond Bain too. I'd rather Desmond Bain. And probably for the Grizzlies too, just because they have Ja. Yeah. But um, if you're if you're just starting a brand, like say you're starting an expansion team and you need one to kind of build around. I'm taking Maxi. I agree. Yep. Like if I'm taking if we're making the Seattle Supersonics again, I'm starting Tyrese Maxi. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, we're on the same exact page there. Sixers, give me Bane just for the way our roster is constructed. And for most rosters, I think you'd want Desmond Bane for mm-hmm. a three and D guy. And he's 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 yeah. a bit he's a big. He can you know defend bigger guys, mm-hmm. and he's physical, which I like. Yeah. He's a physical player. I like the way he plays. He can rebound. He goes at the rim. And it's not phased by any big man. Mm-hmm. Maxi does too. So, yeah, you know, we I'm, pre- I'm very happy that uh, the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, actually drafted Desmond Bain with I believe the 30th pick in that yeah. same draft, and uh, you know they moved off him for they traded him for like some maybe like, like second round pick might have been like Aaron Neesmith or something. Yeah, it was like I was like what? Yeah, so I, I mean nobody knew Bain was going to be this good, but I'm yeah. so happy he's not a Boston Celtic. Oh, I am. They too. probably would have won the finals last year. They would have easily. They, yeah. So yeah. How about that? Yeah. So Chase, let's uh, wrap up the episode like we do with a lock of the week. What are we liking here? We're liking the Sixers over the Pels in Philly on Monday at seven. You might see an appearance from Joe and I in the crowd. Keep your eyes peeled. But I like Sixers over the Pels. I think they match up better, especially with Embiid. Maxie's coming back tonight against the Pelicans. I think they pull off the double sweep real quick. I 100%. think Brandon Ingram might not play too. He's still going to be questionable for that game. Yeah, I'm, I don't think. They'll be able to really score against the Sixers. The Sixers are a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. I think PJ Tucker gives Brandon Ingram or Zion oh, his. I love PJ Tucker on Zion. That's a great match. Yeah, and I think I think he really shows him like you have to score on me. He's like I'm not a big guy, but I'll show you. Yeah, how to play defense. Mm-hmm. And I like him. I, I think Embiid probably hits like 35, almost 40 points. Yeah, who's guarding Embiid? Yeah, Jonas Valanciunas. Stop. Has he ever been good? Like, Stop. He's a decent. He's he's yeah. decent. He can. He's your average NBA big. Like, he can whatever. defend Nikola Vucevic, but, but like Embiid's a different animal. Embiid's, Embiid's going to give him work. Yeah, he's so, an MVP front runner. So. I love that lock of the week. Yeah, I agree Sorry about that. Yeah, I'd like um, to see a back to back win from the Sixers as well. That'd be great. That would be great. And the Sixers. They're they're a tough out on their home court. Oh, In the Joel Embiid era, they've just had a much better record at home. Yeah. So. Like most teams obviously play better at home, but the Sixers has been like stand out much yeah. better at home. So. Very, better percentage. Yeah, home. you know, I've probably been to almost twenty Sixers games in the last three, four years. 
and I've only seen I could probably count the losses on one hand that I've seen. So. Yeah, same. So yeah, well, this concludes episode seven. Real season starts soon. This is Chase. I'm Joe. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on Tuesday for NFL Tuesday. Alrighty.